Welcome to the Dirtbag State of Mind podcast from the Climbing Zine. I am Luke Mihal, and we got a little bonus episode for you here called One More Creeksgiving. Creeksgiving is time of year when we go out to Indian Creek around Thanksgiving, and as I write here in this essay, um, my crew used to be wild. We used to have big, crazy parties, and um, over the years, that's really dwindled and uh, part of it intentional and then part of it um, because the coronavirus and then you know just people getting older a lot of my friends have younger kids right now and bringing a one or two year old out in the desert in early winter um, is uh, a lot of work as anyone knows who has kids or or watches their friends or family have kids Um, but the main reason i want to release this right now this little essay that i wrote is it's the holiday season and you know, the holiday season can be great, but it can also be tough, uh, especially just winter in general can be tough. Um, but I, I loved Creeksgiving and I thought it got too big for our crew. And then it really came back this year in an unexpected way. And um, here's a little story about that. And if you do want to support the zine or get some goodies, we've got some great books, zines, we've got a children's book, and we've got some awesome Dirtbag State of Mind and the Dirtbag is Dead merch. So there's a little 15% off link in our show notes there. Check that out. And I hope everybody has a happy holidays, and I hope you enjoy this little story. Hey everyone, Tommy Caldwell here. You know, everyone, at least in the climbing world these days, is trying to figure out ways to live more intentionally, to live a less impactful life. And one of the best things we as climbers can do to make that happen is to support and buy things from the companies that are doing the same thing, the companies that are figuring out ways to lower their carbon footprint, lower their chemical usage, make their products out of recycled materials, make products that just don't wear out. And you know, the only company that's doing that well in the ropes and hardware space is Edelrid. They've been innovating the best products for over 100 years. They invented the sit harness. These days they make unquestionably the most high quality ropes, the lightest weight carabiners, and really they're just awesome all around. So check them out at www.climbgreen.com. Hey, this is Chad Rich. I'm the editor and producer of this podcast. We can't bring you this audio art without your support and support from our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Scarpa. Scarpa's approach to climbing shoe design mirrors their approach to the pursuit of climbing itself. They strive to evolve and incorporate new ideas and techniques every step of the way. They refine their strengths, train their weaknesses, and build on each success. Scarpa has been bolstering its climbing shoe foundations by continuing to create versatile, high-quality designs that satisfy the needs of climbers across a range of disciplines and skill levels. For more information, visit scarpa.com. Now let's get into the episode. Once upon a time, my crew was wild. And that wildness would often come to a climax on Thanksgiving out in Indian Creek, which is now included in Bears Ears National Monument. We would call it Creeksgiving, one last extended stay out in the creek before Old Man Winter came along. We'd have dance-offs, running races, turkeys cooked in dirt pits, and copious amounts of substances. It was a blast. As one could imagine, as I've grown older and into my 40s, my friends are settling down. I feel like I could write a climber version of that country song, 
All my rowdy friends have settled down. Nobody wants to get drunk and get loud. And neither do I. Partying too much affects the physical activities I love, like running, biking, and climbing. Plus, I'm still at the height of my climbing. Biking and running, not so much. With climbing, I want to see how good I can get before the inevitable decline of mortality that we all face. To give anything less than the best is to sacrifice the gift, right? But I still like to party. And even more importantly, I want to keep my community together. The Rona has really messed up a lot of community-related things I took for granted, and Creeksgiving is one of those things. I haven't been out to Creeksgiving for a number of years. A couple of years for family obligations, one year because of a winter storm, and last year because of the pandemic. This year, I wasn't sure what I was going to do for Thanksgiving, but after a couple of friends texted me that they were headed out, I decided to join them. In the back of my mind, I was worried there would only be a couple of us. Most of my friends have young kids or don't want to suffer out in the cold of those chilly November nights in the high desert. I reassured myself that even if there was just a couple of us, we would still have a great time and eat well. Plus, I was due for a digital detox from staring at my phone and computer, a necessary evil as a writer, podcaster, and publisher. We've had many traditions over the years, from silly camp games to hip-hop dance-offs, but there is one that holds a very important place in my heart. And that is a run we've done for years called the Turkey Shooter, an informal half-marathon, plus climbing a desert tower, the South Six Shooter, one of the most popular and easy towers in the Southwest. Since our crew this year was a small fraction of what it once was, I thought it might be only me and my buddy Dave who would want to do the run. The turkey shooter is especially important to us because it's a tribute to our friend Adam Lawton, who died in an avalanche almost a decade ago. The last moments I spent with him were in 2011, the second year we did the shooter. It was the only year he did the run, but he was overcome with excitement and stoke. So much that he said, this is America's greatest foot race. So in 2012, and every time we've done the run since, it's been dedicated to Adam. This year, even if it was just me and Dave, we were committed to at least going on some sort of run up there to the South Six Shooter to pay proper tribute to our dear friend, who I still cry tears for. He was just that kind of a person, the one you will miss for the rest of your life. The morning of Creeksgiving, I woke up at our favorite campsite, miles down a dirt road, away from the crowds, and I missed my friends, the ones who are usually there. There was a feeling of sadness, but right behind that feeling was something else. In addition to the few longtime friends who made it, there were many other casual acquaintances, most of them from Telluride, and several of them wanted to do the run. We decided to do it not as a race, but as a group run. We started off questing on the soft sand, movement with intention. And a few miles in, that old reliable runner's high kicked in. I took a break midway as I had my dog Hope with me and didn't want to run her too much that day. Fortunately, Hope's favorite place in the entire world is also mine. Later, reunited with my fellow runners, we found ourselves at the base of the tower. We didn't climb it this year, and with all the other climbers who were on it, we were just content to tag the tower and run back to camp. 
Adam Lawton was always the connector, always trying to mix new friends with old ones. The older you get, the harder that becomes. I'm committed to it, though. I'm committed to continuing to build our community that is centered around a deep love and commitment to the outdoors. We ran back to camp as a group, just six of us, but six people who shared a journey. Back at camp, more folks from Telluride had showed up. Some asked about the tradition of the run, and we told them about Adam Lawton and all the others who contributed in the past. That night, we had the best feast I've eaten in years. We all got to know each other a little bit better around the campfire and the croquet set we always bring with us in the desert. I've spent as much time in the creek this year as any year ever before. And at the end, I had a nagging finger injury, and I felt like I'd given everything I had to the place. I left it all on the court, as they say. I couldn't imagine it any other way. And as I drove out later that weekend, my eyes filled with tears, not just for what is gone, but for how much is still here in this land of Bears Ears National Monument. That was a little bonus episode for the holiday season, a story, One More Creeksgiving. That was originally published in the Durango Telegraph, and you can read it up on our website at climbingzine.com. If you're jonesing for more stories from the podcast, the beginning of season one is uh, me reading American Climber, and the beginning of season two is me reading The Desert. Got many good things in store for next year with the Climbing Zine. We've got a new Climbing Zine book coming out. I've got another book myself that I'm going to write. Actually writing it right now. And then we got a film coming out called Free the Queen, which the Queen is a, a route that haven't talked about much in the podcast, but I am writing about it and we're doing a little film and uh, my buddy Dave Marsnowski and I recently freed the climb and um, yeah, just looking to document it and the five-year journey that it took us. Music for this podcast from Devin Dabney. Our digital editor and producer is Chad Rich. And uh, happy holidays from the climbing zine coming at you from beautiful Durango, Colorado. Peace.